Today is December 9th, and this is the 28th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. Last Saturday, December 5th, we had UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Vittori in the UFC Apex. Marvin Vittori picked up the unanimous decision win over Jack Hermanson, and this was very interesting. Um, I did predict Vittori to win, and I actually predicted him to win by decision, even though I didn't know how his gas tank was going to hold up. Um, but I thought Hermanson was tough, and we saw that. You know, Hermanson did get dropped and continued to fight, and they you know went the the distance. Um, and Vittori showed that he can fight five rounds um, and continue to, to push pace. He did start to look a little bit tired in the fourth round, but uh, in that fifth round, he really turned it on uh, to close it out and, um, you know, really looked dominant. I mean, I think he looked great in the first uh, three rounds and um, and he wasn't afraid to grapple with Jack Hermanson, who everyone thought had the clear ground advantage over Vittori and I think Vittori had a complete uh stand-up advantage and especially uh you know that left hand it's so clean comes through so so nice down the middle and he kept hitting Hermanson with it and Hermanson really didn't have too many answers except later in the fight he knew he was down and knew he had to start brawling and he was just swinging crazy hooks which started to make him look a little bit better and like he was getting into the fight, but he really couldn't get too much with the uh, ground game going. You know, he was two for seven on his takedowns, and um, Vittori even reversed him a few times and uh, had a submission attempt. Um, you know, I thought Vittori overall just looked fantastic, and, you know, now he just beat a guy who was ranked... Uh, well, now Vittori's ranked number five and Hermanson's ranked number six. So that moved up Vittori eight spots. And for Vittori, you're looking at, you know, a top five opponent. Um, and I think what makes most sense is the guy who he called out, which was Paulo Costa. Uh, you know, I think what's next for the number one contender is Robert Whitaker. I think the belt's next for him. Paulo Costa's ranked number two. And he just, you know, lost. And you got Jared Cannonier at number three, who just lost to Robert Whitaker. So, you know, I could see Marvin Vittori facing Paul Costa, maybe even Jared Cannonier. Um, there's also Darren Till at number four. So, honestly, I could see Marvin Vittori facing any of those three guys Paul Costa, Jared Cannonier, and Darren Till. And uh, for the other two guys who aren't going to face Vittori, I think you could square them off. And uh, for Jack Hermanson, you know, he's a tough guy. He showed that he stayed in the fight the whole entire time against Vittori, even though he got dropped early in the fight. I think, you know, he's going to be back in the mix soon. Maybe you face him up against like a Derek Brunson who's on the rise. Derek Brunson is uh, ranked number seven. And uh, Hermanson now got pushed down to number six. Um, but there's also a guy like Uriah Hall that could face uh, Hermanson. So, you got to see where, where the UFC plays it out, but there's a lot of great matchups you can do. And um, I'd say this just really shows how great Vittori is. You know, I said he was a dark horse in this division, and um, he very well could be. He's the first Italian to crack the top five uh, in UFC history. He's now 16-4-1, and, and I'm excited to see what's next for him. 
And uh, overall, great fight. I mean, these guys were swinging it, hitting each other, moving around, super high pace uh, for a middleweight bout. So that was great to see. And uh, for five rounds, too, which is very hard to keep up. In the co-main event in the light heavyweight division, you had Ovin St. Prukes losing to Jemaya Hall. And I actually hit this one on the button, too, by saying round two KO. Uh, more like a TKO, but Jemaya Hall keeps his undefeated record. Uh, continue to look great on the feet. Um, clean, crisp, striking. You know, he kind of found himself after round one. Uh, he needed to compose himself a little bit, not get too reckless because he was tagging St. Prukes a good amount, but, you know, started to get a little wild, I think, looking for that finish. And then once he composed himself, he did find it. And, um, you know, OSP looked okay in the first round and then just started getting tagged and uh, got TKO'd on the feet which, to be honest with you, I think is a little embarrassing, but um, he couldn't move, and the, the ref stopped it. Uh, you know, overall, great performance by Hill, and for St. Uh, OSP, you know, there's not much left for him. I mean, what, you know, Jemiah Hall kind of kicked OSP out of the rankings now. Hall's now going to be number 15, and uh, OSP's not even in there, so... It seems like now OSP is kind of that guy to uh, you beat, you get into the rankings. Um, he's a little bit of a gatekeeper, and uh, Hill caught some attention in this fight, and um, we'll see what's next for him. I mean, there's a bunch of guys uh, down here that are pretty dangerous. You know, you got Magomed, uh, Magomed Ankalaev, um at 11. Ryan Spann might make a little sense. I'd probably take Hill over Ryan Spann. Uh, Jimmy Crute, which is a very dangerous fight, and I think you know you could even push uh, Jimmy Crute higher, but there's there's lots of fights you could do. Uh, and even Paul Craig, who's one spot ab above him and who looked very good in his last outing against Shogun. So in the fight before that, in the lightweight division, you had Gabriel ben uh, Benitez finishing... Justin Janes in round one uh, with a knee to the, the chest, and it just took the wind out of Janes. Um, but before that, I mean, Benitez looked very good. You know, he was out striking uh, Janes, and, uh, you know, he he landed that knee to uh, the chest slash stomach, and it just took the air out of Janes, and Janes couldn't do anything from there. And Benitez uh, was just laying hands down on uh, on Janes' head, and that was the end of the fight. And before that, in the light heavyweight division, you had Roman Dalids uh, finishing John Allen, or not finishing, my bad, getting the win over John Allen by split decision. Uh, I When I was scoring this fight, I had Dalidze winning this fight. Um, I did predict him the win. And uh, Roman keeps his undefeated uh, record. He's now 8-0. Uh, John Allen drops to 13-6. and And, you know... In my opinion, uh, Dalidze just completely outstruck John Allen um, with strikes. You know, maybe not so much on the feet, but his ground game, Dalidze really controlled on the ground and landed a lot of strikes on the ground. Maybe John Allen looked better on the feet uh, when they were striking, but Dalidze outstruck John Allen with those ground strikes. Um, and controlled, you know, seven minutes and 16 seconds of the fight, and he recorded three takedowns. In my opinion, 
I really think he should have got a unanimous decision, but I think since one of the referees uh, liked John Allen striking in one of the, re- you know, and uh, gave him uh, the fight, which, you know, they even the broadcast team was talking about it. These refs who don't really, or not refs, rather, the uh, officials, um, the judges, you know, when, when they're scoring the fight, a lot of these boxing uh, judges, they don't really take into consideration the groundwork. And, uh, you know, you kind of saw it in this fight with one of the judges not giving uh, the fight to Dalidze and giving it to Allen just because Allen looked better on the feet, um, even though Dalidze outstruck John Allen, but with the ground. So it's just one of those controversial points. And for the first fight of the night, you had Matt Weinman losing to Jordan Levitt. Um, by KO, it was a slam, uh, Levy, it was, you know, this took place very early in the fight, and, um, Levy slammed down, uh, Wyman, and, uh, knocked him out cold, it was pretty devastating knockout, and, uh, you know, he won, there wasn't too much else to say, because, uh, it happened pretty fast in the fight, and there was barely any strikes thrown, so, um, and, you know, the, the unfortunate thing was a lot of fights on this card got scratched, so there was only three prelims. Louis Smoka, Smolka picked up a KO win over Jose Quininos. Uh, you had Ila Tapura defeating Damon Jackson by KO. And uh, Jay Coyer defeated uh, John Volante via unanimous decision. So, a little bit of a shorter card, but nonetheless very entertaining. And we got a little bit of MMA news. The UFC has released Yoel Romero. He is the number 6th rank middleweight in the UFC. And I believe he had a good uh, couple fights left on his contract. I want to say 2 or 3, maybe even 4. Um, but he's 43 years of age, Um He's lost four of his last five fights. So, I mean, I get why the UFC are releasing him, but he's a big name, and it's not that those fights that he's fought in uh, the last five weren't close. Uh, I think he's looked pretty good. You could People made the argument he beat Israel Adesanya. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, I get it. I get why the UFC are releasing him, but he's a big name and a big – he's got a lot of fans. People like him. I'm a little upset to see him go. I think, you know, you could have made some very fun fights with him um, against other fighters, you know. Uh, for example, like Uriah Hall, I would have loved to see seen that fight because, uh, you know, UL would have went after him and forced Uriah to strike. So uh, that would have been fun to see, but he's now gone. And uh, supposedly uh, the Professional Fight League and Bellator have closed the doors on taking him in which is a little surprising because he's a big name and he's still very talented and I think he could be the champion somewhere else. Um, and at Bellator, you know, Gregor Musasi versus Yoel Romero, you could instantly make that fight and it's a fantastic middleweight championship fight um, and a great challenge to Musasi and it would be a great fight. Uh, but, you know, Bellator has seemingly moved toward not taking... Uh, UFC's released or cut fighters. Um, they're trying to build themselves up and not being the uh, UFC garbage can. So I understand that. But, you know, I'm surprised the PFL hasn't really 
wanted Yoel, and um, I don't know where Yoel is going to go. I mean, I know he wants to keep fighting, and I'd like to see him continue to fight, but I don't know. It's interesting. And uh, Dana White has said that uh, the UFC has 60 cuts coming before uh, the first of the new year. So that's, you know, it's interesting. And um, he also said that their roster is very inflated right now. And uh, they're going to have some big cuts coming before the end of the year. So, you know, I just said that. Um, And he said, you know, you're going to see a lot of big names uh, going out of here in the next several weeks. So it should be interesting to see who else leaves. Um, And especially with a name like Yoel Romero. So I'm sure we're going to see some other relatively big names. And maybe some people aren't going to be so happy that they're leaving. But, you know... I think it kind of makes sense with some of these guys and uh, give them a chance to find success somewhere else. And the other bit of news is that Anthony Rumble Johnson has been signed to Bellator. And I'm a little upset by that because I really think he is the best 205-pound fighter who is going to fight in the division. You know, I think John Jones is 100% the best 205 fighter and Daniel Cormier was the number two. And uh, I'd put Johnson right up at number three. So I was excited to see him return to the UFC. And I think he could have become champion um, and done some great things. I think he would be the best fighter in that division. And I'd love to see him potentially fight Israel Adesanya. But none of that's going to happen because he is going to Bellator. uh, And I'm a little upset that he's not going to go to the UFC. But it is what it is. Uh, And I think it won't be long before we see him become champion, if I'm being honest. And um, I hope he finds success over there. I think he'll end up fighting early part of 2021 and uh, should be fun to see. So that was episode 28. You know, we had a great fight night, uh, some interesting MMA news, and uh, I will catch you guys soon. Very soon, I'm going to be talking about Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Catch you guys soon.